Okay, we're continuing through the New Testament in 2023 and moving right along. This is the last week of the life and ministry of Jesus. He's going to be talking about the religious authorities, and he is going to pull out all the stops. So chapter 23, let's just jump right into it. In my Bible, I have what's called a red-letter Bible. That means all of the words of Jesus are in red. And just about everything in this chapter is red. These are the words of Jesus. So, chapter 23, verse 1. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples. Well, <clears throat> those are black letters. The rest are red. He said, the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, they sit in Moses' seat, the seat of authority. So you must be careful to do everything they tell you. But do not do what they do, for they don't practice what they preach. Ouch! They tie heavy, cumbersome loads, and they put them on people's shoulders, but they are not willing to lift a, lift a finger to help them, making people's life difficult, condemning people, putting all kinds of trips on people. Well, this happens a lot in religion, people putting religious trips on people. Everything they do is done for people to see. They make their phylacteries wide and their tassels on their garments long. They would take the the law's summation of the law of Moses, the Lord is one, and they would wear it on their heads and they'd make it big so everybody could see that, you know, they carry these scriptures uh, with them. And the tassels on their garments, you know, showed that they were religious, make them long so everyone can see. They love the place of honor at the banquets and the most important seats in the synagogue. They like the reserved seats. They like everybody to know that they're coming. They like to be in the, the place where they're visible. They love to be greeted in the marketplace and called rabbi. But you're not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher. Well, the word rabbi means teacher. And you're all brothers. Don't call anyone on earth father. You <clears throat> have one father in heaven. Well, he's not talking about, you know, not calling your dad, dad but saying that these guys are your father, that they're the ones that have birthed you, that they're the ones that have given you life. No, God the Father has given us life. There are you to be called instructors. You have one instructor, the Messiah. The greatest among you will be your servant. You see, these guys were just looking for position and power and recognition. Not serving. It happens a lot with people in power. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. Well, these guys are being humbled right now. Now, there's what's called the seven woes. I hope we can get through them all. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You don't enter and you won't, others let, you won't let others who are trying to enter in. So just sort of keeping people away from God rather than drawing people to God. Just making it so difficult for people, so confusing for people. The people aren't coming to God. It's just too confused. It's just too difficult. There's just too much to do. I can't be like that. Well, woe to you when you do that. Open it up. The, the invitation of Jesus is come. Woe to you, you teachers of law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. <clears throat> you cover the land and sea to win a single convert. And when you've succeeded, you make him twice as much a child of hell as you are. Wow! Can you say that in church? Can you say that in a Bible study? Do you make them twice the child of hell that you are? <laughs> wow. Well, Jesus is saying this in their presence in Jerusalem, and there's hundreds of thousands of people in Jerusalem, and there's lots of leaders and Pharisees, and man, this is really upping the ante. This is really, woo. If there was any doubt these guys were against them, there's no doubt now. 
Woe to you, you blind guides. You say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gold of the temple, he's bound by that oath. You blind fools, which is greater, the gold or the temple that makes it sacred? You also say if anyone swears by the temple, it means nothing. But if anyone swears by the gift of the altar, <clears throat> he's bound to keep his oath. Oh, make sure you pay your dues. Make sure if you make a pledge, you, you pay it. You blind men. Which is greater, the gift or the altar that makes the gift sacred? Therefore, anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and everything on it. And anyone who swears by the altar swears by it and the one who dwells in it. And anyone who swears by heaven swears by God's throne and the one who sits on it. Woe to you, you teachers of the law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. Hypocrite means an actor. You give a tenth of your spice, your mint, your dill, your cumin. And you've neglected the more important matters of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain at a gnat, but you swallow a camel. Well, they were under obligation to tithe. Tithe means tenth. It doesn't mean anything else but tenth. That's just what it means. So they would tithe their money, but they also would tithe their crops. And so Jesus said, you guys are very, very particular in your tithing of your crops. In fact, you take your spices and you take the little seeds and the you, you count them out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine for me, one for God. Separating these uh, tiny, tiny things, you know, of mint and dill and cumin and separating that out. And you're very particular about it. But when it comes to justice and mercy and faithfulness, it's not there. There's no justice for people. There's no mercy for people. There's no faithfulness. And Jesus said, you know, you should have done the first part. You know, that was good. You know, you were giving you were giving to God and it was being used in the service of God and being used in the service of people. But you you should not have forgotten the big weighty matters, justice and mercy and faithfulness. Verse 25. Woe to you, teachers of the law, you, Phar you Pharisees, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside you're full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will be clean also. Well, this is sort of interesting because they would make sure that they would clean all of the things that they were going to eat with. This, now, this isn't for sanitary reasons. <clears throat> this was to get any Gentile influence off of their plates, get any Gentile influence off of their forks, off of, out of their cups, out of their pots and their pans, because there's dust blowing around all over the place, you know, ancient culture in the Middle East. And so some of that dust, Gentiles kicked up some of that dust, and now that's in your bowl, so you got to get that out of there. You don't want to be touched by those Gentiles. Get that, get that out of my pan. Wow. You think that that's going to make you clean? No, it's what's on inside of you, not what's inside of your cup, dust. What's inside of you, what's inside of your heart. Greed, self-indulgence. Verse 27. <clears throat> Woe to you, you teachers of the Lord, and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. You're like whitewashed tombs that look beautiful on the outside, but inside you're full of the bones of dead men and everything unclean. In the same way, you appear righteous to people, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Now, if you go to Israel today, particularly <clears throat> places like the Mount of Olives, this is where it might be the clearest. They have these tombs, and all the way up the hill, there's these tombs. And they're, you know, limestone, 
So what they do is for your family's tombs, you know, every once in a while you go out there and you scrub them and clean them and they look nice and white. And when the sun comes, they're on the mountainside. When the sun comes and shines on them, they, they glisten. They look beautiful. But inside, they're dead men's bones. And Jesus said, this is how you guys are. You know, you clean up the outside. And people are like, wow, you know, look at that person. You know, how fancy, how, how clean, how regimented, you know, how ordered. He said, but inside, you're dead men's bones. You're hypocrites. Verse 29, woe to you, teachers of the law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. You build the tombs for the prophets and decorate the graves of the righteous. And you say, if I had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would not have taken part in the shedding of the blood of the prophets. So you testify that you are the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead then and complete what your ancestors started. You know, they killed the prophets. They killed the people that came, you know, before to talk to them and to teach them and to try to get them turn to turn to repent and they said oh you know well we wouldn't have done that Jesus said yeah you would have done that and you're admitting that it was your forefathers who did that so go ahead and complete what you're going to do he's talking about them killing him they're going to come and kill him and he's like go ahead and do it it's time he said you snakes you brood of vipers he did not read Dale Carnegie's book how to win friends and influence people <laughs> How are you going to escape being condemned to hell? I'm sending you prophets and sages and teachers, and some of them you'll kill and crucify, like Jesus and Peter and the others. Others you'll flog in your synagogues. You'll pursue them from town to town. That's what the Apostle Paul did, chase down the believers. And so upon you will come all of the righteous blood that has been shed on the earth, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Truly I tell you, it will come on this generation. Now, Jerusalem, the city of the king, their capital that they love. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you weren't willing. Jesus is talking about like wanting to mother them, take care of them, protect them, bring them up. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus, again, speaking of his death. But here he is coming against the religious authorities one last time in the city of Jerusalem. And it's really, it's done publicly. And boy, oh boy, did he get them. So we will continue tomorrow. We'll be in Matthew 24 talking about the end of the world. So uh, we will see you then.